Inflation fighters at Widget Auto Sales. That's who. Why buy new at inflationary prices when the used car leader can put you in a quality late model vehicle for much less? They're ready now with more trucks, more SUVs and sedans than the others. And they're backed by 19 financial institutions that will fight to get you financed at terms that work. If inflation is keeping you from buying a vehicle, come to the Inflation Fighters at Widget Auto Sales out of Washington Street or online at WidgetAutoSales.com. See them today. There's a lot of things that need changing. One of them could be your roof. If so, get Herringer's Contracting to fix it or replace it altogether. Don't delay, though. Call now to set up your free estimate. Call 782-9129 for Herringer's Contracting, the people who call you back. Now, AM 1240 WATN presents Live at 5 with Glenn Curry, sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back. This is Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. That's how we test the microphone here. Is it working or not? One or the other. It looks like it's working. Yeah, we're all set here. Anywho, uh, we're ready for a Tuesday edition of the Live at Five show. I actually got a call coming in uh, from the guy from Bare Naked Ladies in a little bit. What are you doing? His name is Steve Page. Uh, he did uh, If I Had a Million Dollars. He was also responsible for the uh, the theme song to The Big Bang Theory, which I always confuse with Third, third Rock from the Sun for some reason. Because I'm, I'm a moron. I'm a maroon. I'm a maroon. But Steve Page is performing at the uh, Clayton Opera House on May 6th. He's already been interviewed by two of our squad members here, including Ken Martin, who dug up some questions by way of artificial intelligence. Ken Martin's on fire with that stuff. He's actually creating uh, commercials uh, via artificial intelligence. And then uh, Steve Page also just uh, had an interview with our uh, Lancer from 94 Rock. And uh, he's going to chime in here in about five minutes. I, I just had to uh, put Jason to sleep there for a little bit. He was calling in. I just wanted to make sure the phone lines were, were available for, for Steve's call. He should be calling in, like, like I said, four minutes. So anyway, uh, I did not, repeat, did not listen to today's uh, hotline show. I am happy to announce, though, that Sharon and I have just delivered our, 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 our second refrigerator uh, at the household. Yes, correct. We've been there for over 20 years, just short of uh, 21 years by a couple of months. And finally, we replaced a 20-year-plus uh, uh, refrigerator that's been leaking like a sieve for the last, I don't know how long. I'm, I'm a cheap bastard. I figured, hey, if it's still c- keeping things cold, I don't care how. But anyway, I just looked at it the last week, and I said, I, this, this, this has to go. 
too many things were breaking down. It, it, it served its purpose. So uh, it's, it's weird just seeing a, an old friend leave the house, you know. I feel like a scene from like, uh, 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 you know, uh, what's the movie there? Uh, of Mice and Men when, when, they, when they shot the old dog, <laughs> you know, the old man. Hey, that dog needs to be put down. It's like, do we really need to do this? Can't we just put the refrigerator in some other part of the house? It's been such a good friend to us. So I took a picture of it as, as they, you know, hand delivered it to their, to their truck. Just to, you know, thank you very much. And I would always remember that the day that uh, uh, Mick's place was torn down on, on Factory Street, that was the day we gave her up our old refrigerator, an old friend. So we bought that. I, and again, I, I remember, th- I can't remember where I left my keys or anything for that matter within the last 20 minutes. But I can remember that I spent somewhere in the area of like $300 for uh, a refrigerator. And by the way, I got it. I always get my appliances at Watertown Appliance because they always have the best product. And, um, you know, just that they know their products. You always know you're dealing with someone who knows what he's talking about. He's going to give you the right color. He's going to give you the right dimensions. He's going to deliver it on the day they say they're going to deliver it. They're not going to break anything. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to knock on the door and and think that uh, you're at the wrong address. None of that. And uh, so it went very, very well. So, But again, I'm just talking about the difference in pricing. 300, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, sir, I think I got it for $315 before tax, and, and we just paid um, for the same refrigerator, Whirlpool, 20 years later, seven, uh, $700 and something dollars. So there's your rate of inflation. Now, if I bought that two years ago, you know, or under Donald Trump, I'd probably get it for like uh, 60 bucks. But under Biden, no, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> so it's exciting. <clears throat> we don't have to worry about puddles. We don't have to slip and slide into the kitchen. I know we live like paupers. I don't know why I do this, but it was a big day. So anyway, Stephen Page will be calling in. Other songs that he has written, uh, just to let everyone know, the Big Bang Theory theme. Uh, million dollars. I don't know the song. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, if I had a million dollars. One little slip. One week. Uh, it's all been done. And they didn't make it into their uh, Canadian band. He, by the way, Steve Page no longer with Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, but they really didn't hit the uh, the United States uh, on the charts, at least until 1998. Uh, but they've been uh, they were a band since 1988 in Canada, so they held it together. Uh, they just didn't break up, saying, "Hey, we we suck. Uh, we're not getting laid anymore. We don't have any groupies by the year 2000, uh, 1992." We're not like Kurt Cobain. We're not grunge. So they stuck together. And uh, by 1998, uh, they became a full-blown uh, international star, uh, a, a band, if you will, with great hits. So let's see if this is Steve Page. We'll talk to him for about five minutes or so, and uh, then we'll get uh, right back to the show. Hi, is this uh, Mr. Steve Page, from the Bear, or formerly from the Bare Naked Ladies? You got it. What's happened? Boy, it's been... <laughs> Steve, is this a busy day for you? You're, this is the third radio station you've called in or had an interview with today. Is that a normal day for Steve Page? When I'm getting ready for uh, for a tour, it can, it can be kind of a regular day. And I'm just uh, heading out on a little tour next week, so... Time to get time to talk to the radio people. That's right. And again, I have uh, information and so forth. And I was just telling my audience uh, that you did have two interviews today here, in, uh, courtesy of Community Broadcasters. Now, you, you weren't born too far from here, Steve. Uh, tell me, you, uh, Scarborough, Ontario. Exactly where is that? So that is on the eastern side of Toronto. Okay. So I guess it would be about uh, maybe two and a half hours. From you, maybe a little bit more like three. Right, right. Now, now I'm living on the other side of you. I live down in Syracuse. So. 
Oh, do you really? So you live in the states? What? What? If you don't mind me asking, what? Where, where are you? A skinny atlas or something? Yes. Well, are you real? I guess that. That's where. Sorry, okay. Steve. That. That's where the Lottie Dawes lives. So I figured I, I had to throw. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. We may good. not stick around in Manlius for long because it's, uh, it's yeah. expensive here. It, oh, it is expensive here, but it's beautiful. Now, let me ask you. You're a celebrity. You live in Skinny Atlas. Um, are there other celebrities that you can drop some names about that live in that area? That's like the Beverly Hills of upstate New York. <laughs> I gotta keep to myself. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I just knew who you know who was around at the at the school and then when our when our kids were younger. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't really know too many public figures around here. Interesting. Kind of like it that way. Oh, that's the best way. That's that's the best way. Uh, now, now again, during your trial, again, this is from Wikipedia, so this isn't always 100% correct, Steve, but uh, Steve had his best friend stolen by a schoolmate. Uh, can you explain what that's all about? I mean, it's this Ed Robinson and, uh, and who resented, you resented result, Rob, you know, maybe I shouldn't be bringing this up, but this is literally the first page of what's on Wikipedia about you, Steve Page. Can you elaborate on this, or should I go here? No, this is pretty, some pretty painful stuff for me. You know, when I was in uh, in fourth grade, I went to a new school, uh-huh. and uh, my best friend from the um, from my old school all of a sudden started becoming best friends with some new kid, hmm. some kid I didn't know, and I was you know, I was I resented him. But then, about uh, ten years later, that new kid and I started. Very naked ladies together. So, you know, it, it all worked out. I guess it really did. And again, you were abandoned Canada uh, back in 1988, and uh, you really didn't hit the charts, and correct me if I'm wrong again, Steve, until 1998 here in the States. Is that correct? Pretty well, yeah. We, I mean, we got big pretty quickly in Canada. Our first album came out in 92, and that was huge in Canada, mm-hmm. um, but not quite so much in the U.S. We had, like, and then border places like Buffalo and Detroit and so on would be really good places for us to play, mm-hmm. you know, so we would have played, you know, across from you guys over in Kingston a lot mm-hmm. back in those days, but it wasn't until 1998 with the song One Week that we, you know, hit number one on the Billboard charts and that kind of had that kind of level of success. Sure, sure. And, and a lot of people, needless to say, are, are very familiar if, if I had a million dollars, not just because of the, the nature of the song and how upbeat it is and how popular it was, but New York State Lottery, and I'm assuming other state lotteries also included that in their campaign, Steve. Was New York the only one to use that for their, for their you know, the, for, the, for the song for their campaigns over the years, certainly back in the day? Yeah, it was. It actually, it actually was the was kind of the the theme from the New York Lottery for for quite some time. And it was one of those things that we had been approached about using it for lotteries mm-hmm. for quite some time, uh, and uh, and we had always always resisted it. And then after nine eleven, and and uh, you know, New York State was getting back on its feet, and mm-hmm. uh, they had come to us asking if they could use the song. And, we were happy to help out. That's awesome. Well, again, I know, I know. Uh, over time, you hear about bands over the years, including the Who, uh, others, maybe even the Beatles back in the day. Of course, it was a different time, but no one really wanted to have their songs used for commercial purposes because they always often looked at that as a sellout. I don't look at it that way, especially a song like that. If there was one song that matched the lottery system, albeit in New York State, Massachusetts, or anywhere, 
That was the song. So I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't blame you at all for that. And certainly after 9-11, that was, that was a nice gesture on your, on your part. But I'm sure a lot of people ask, what was the origins of the Big Bang Theory theme song? Was that a song? I mean, did they approach you because of the nature of the band and, and, and how you appealed to that crowd? How did that all start, Steve? Yeah, the the, uh, the creators of the Big Bang Theory TV show, mm-hmm. before it was even a thing, had seen us playing at uh, I think the Greek Theater in uh, in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and during that show, um, Ed Robertson, who's the other singer in the Bare Naked Ladies, he uh, did. We used to do these like improvised kind of freestyle raps during our shows, mm-hmm. and he was doing one about the Big Bang Theory. I guess he had just read about the actual theory itself. He Mm -hmm. just read a book about the Big Bang Theory. So he kind of laid out the whole thing in the freestyle rap. And the guys who created the TV show heard this, and they were like, that's exactly what we're looking for. Wow. So they came to us after the show and said, would you guys consider writing a theme song Mm -hmm. for this new sitcom that we're coming up with? And, you know, we did get approached to do theme songs before, but Mm -hmm. you have no concept as to whether the show's going to be successful or even if it's ever going to even get made. We right. agree to that stuff. Um, we had no idea, of course, it was going to be as huge a show as it ended up being. Oh, my God. And not to mention, it has a spinoff. Uh, did you yeah. do the theme song for a young Sheldon by any, by any chance? I did not. <laughs> so, uh, God, that's, I mean, everyone wants to be a successful singer, musician, band, uh, and and you had all of that, but I dare say, and again, Steve, tell me if I'm I'm stepping out of line here. That probably made the bottom line a lot bigger when you were the per- performers and creators of the song of of a show that lasted that long. Uh, that that must have really boosted things up in, uh, as far as uh, the bare naked ladies are concerned, Steve. It really did help. And the other thing about that is that it really keeps your you know your voice and your 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 sound in people's minds. You know, if they're, if they're Watching a, watching TV and that comes up as a as a, a rerun. They mm-hmm. still hear my voice every time. So it's just a, it's kind of this constant reminder. It keeps you fresh in people's minds. And when you're kind of competing for people's ears, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing at all. It's not a bad thing at all. Was it tough to get on the charts in 1998? It was a different time. It was after grunge, uh, kind of before the whole hip hop generation that we're in right now. Um, did, did you know was was that an opportune time for for bare naked ladies to be famous down here? It was kind of the perfect time. It was the perfect storm where, where um, the record business was actually at its all-time height. It was right around between 1997 and 2001 was the the, uh, the highest sales figures that the industry ever saw. Wow! So you sell a lot of records. You really would sell a lot of records at that, at that point. Mm-hmm. And radio, we had really made some great connections at radio stations all across the U.S. Mm-hmm. in the years. Prior to that, so mm-hmm. we had, um, you know, everywhere we traveled, we've made great friends at radio stations, mm-hmm. and we had like small regional hits all mm-hmm. over the U.S. So by the time one week and that stunt album came out in 1998, mm-hmm. it was like all of these people wanted to support us all at once. So it was really perfect timing for us. Oh, that's that's fantastic! And that, well, God bless you for that. Needless to say, you're you're talented along with the band members, your partners, and so forth. But that said, I got to ask you because you, so many great bands have come out of Canada, and you know the litany, a uh, long list of them: uh, the Guess Who, the Tubes, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Gordon Lightfoot. I mean, my goodness gracious, it goes on forever. I got to ask you, what is your favorite Canadian band and/or performer? Hmm, my. Favorite Canadian, well, you know what? My favorite Canadian performer 
was the great Leonard Cohen. He was just my absolute mm-hmm. hero. I think you know people see him as kind of being very serious and uh, and uh, depressing even, but you know, I thought he really had a great, uh, well-rounded view of of, ha- of the world. He was a, lot, a great sense, of, wicked sense of humor, mm-hmm. and was incredibly entertaining. And I got a chance to see him perform a bunch of times, and actually got a chance to sing with him once. So that was like my greatest memory. But as far as bands go, mm-hmm. I mean, the Tragically Hip are a classic Canadian sure, band from sure. Kingston, Ontario. From King, yeah, one yeah. of the greatest. The Odds from Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And actually when I play uh, at the uh, at the Clayton Opera House in a couple weeks, I'm there with Craig Northey from the band The Odds playing guitar with me. So Wow, very I, nice. I get to still play with a lot of my favorite play- people. Let that, that's even better. And now, and let me ask, I should know this, but is this the first or second time that you've been at the Clayton Opera House, Steve? This is the first time I've been there. Well, I've heard it's beautiful, but I haven't, I've never been before. Well, you've been to the Thousand Islands, I assume. I sure have. Yeah, yeah. No, you'll love it. And Clayton has, has fast become, the, I guess you could say, the new Alex Bay. Uh, and again, Alex Bay was, you know, the per, you know the, everyone knows where Alex Bay is, and it's still there, and it's still very entertaining and whatnot. But uh, Clayton is, uh, with the new hotel and the, and the millions and millions of dollars they put into downtown, uh, it's it's a tremendous place, not to mention the actual opera house itself. So you are performing on May 6th, Steve Page, at the beautiful Clayton Opera House. And, uh, and again, we're looking forward to that. And, of course, we'll continue advertising this uh, uh, right through May 6th. But uh, it's always a pleasure speaking to a, 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 you know, an entertainer uh, that essentially is in our lives each and every day. The moment we turn on TV, or for that matter, the radio, Steve, uh, that was, yeah. of course, uh, I, for some reason or other, I, I don't know why I do this, but I get Big Bang Theory mixed up with a show that came out like 10, 15 years earlier, and that's Third Rock from the Sun. I don't know why that show lasted for like three years with John Lithgow. Great show, by the way. But for yep. some reason, I always want to go to that show before the Big Bang Theory. And and that said, were you ever in the was you were you and the band members ever on the show itself, sir? I left the band before I could be on that show, and I, I know those guys. I think were on an episode in the final season. Okay, the, you know the Bernie ladies continued without me. I left in two thousand nine. But uh, I was still around when we when we recorded the song. That's that show. How long did the show stay on the air for, uh, on TV for? Like over ten. Eleven years. years. Eleven years, and that's unheard of these days. Yeah. I mean, like uh, two broke women. It seemed like it went on forever, but I think it was only on for like seven seasons. Uh, right. But uh, for eleven years, uh, just tremendous to be a part of that. Now, just again to let everyone know, Steve Page is no longer like you've just mentioned with the Bare Naked Ladies. So, are you just as a? So- I mean, you have a band and whatnot, but is it is it called like the Steve Page Experience or the band? Can you elaborate on that too, Steve? It's the Stephen Page Trio. So it's myself on playing uh, acoustic guitar and piano, and then Craig Northey from the Odds on guitar, and Kevin Fox plays cello, which is awesome because it's like he's playing bass and lead guitar at the same time. Wow. All Canadians? All Canadians. Well, God, yeah. well I tell you, that, uh, you've got a lot of great actors and so forth uh, from Canada. My, one of my favorite actors from Canada, Michael Ironside. You know who I'm talking about, right, Steve? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, he's just the meanest, baddest actor of all time. He's never a good guy, but he plays that role perfectly. 
And he was in yeah. movies like Top Gun and, uh, and uh, 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 what was the Scanners. And David Cronenberg, by the way, for the record, is my favorite director of all time, who also did The Dead oh, Zone and many other like movies. things that are wet and gooey. He's your man. Exactly. And by the way, Viggo Mortensen has been in two of his, three of his movies, a new one that just came out that apparently scares the heck out of everyone. Viggo actually grew up here in Watertown, New York, just to let you know. That's so he's, and he's got a place not too far away from Clayton, just to let you know as well. So, nice. yeah. So there's some celebrities up here, too. Stephen Page, May 6th at the Clayton Opera House. Sir, thank you very much for being with us today here on the uh, Live at Five show on AM 1240. It was great to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Steve Page, Bye-bye. ladies and gentlemen, here on the, on the uh, Live at Five show. There you have it. Some star value on a Tuesday afternoon, and someone is on the phone. Let's see who it is. You're on the air. Yes. How are you doing, Glenn? I'm not going to take a long it's time. It's Jason. But I went to the here and tea at four elections. Mm-hmm. And they said everything's okay. Got a heart, ninety-nine signatures. Do you hear that? Do you hear that, Jason? Do you yes. hear that? Okay, I just got the clap. I'm, I'm, I'm applauding you. Anyway, uh, okay. So, Jason, what was the problem? Why did your name come up that way? And why was there scrutiny about your petitions? And now you're in the clear. Well, Jane Baker, I, I want to. Uh, uh, I. Screwed up. Cliff only's name with Jane Baker. Yeah, right. Two different mothers. Um, <laughs> a mother from a different mother. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I also want. I, I, I think. I think I'm a threat to the mindsets here in Wartown, New York. I firmly believe because I've been getting attacked by wars and, and haters all around me. Wait, 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 wait. No, Jason, just. Please, just like Elon Musk did the other day with the BBC reporter, elaborate. Give me some examples of how people have been throwing dirt at you, or mud for that matter. Well, today today at work, there was a gentleman that just uh, said some very uh, mean uh, words. What did he say? And one of those, uh, I'm not going to make it. So, uh, you know, I'm never going to get in. And I don't believe that. Uh, it was very hurt, uh, hurtful to sure, me sure. because I worked so hard, mm-hmm. and this year I will be more transparent, professionalism, and being straightforward to my campaign and people that want to ask me questions. But I want to get back to the incident that Cliff did at the college. Sure. Now, he should have called me up and said, Jason, did you make a mistake? I said, I would have said yes. But maybe Cliff needs to start being a real city council member and uh, say sorry to his mom for his actions. His, dis- his disgusting behavior, his out-of-troll, reckless behavior, and out-of-troll spending. Wait, so are we, Cliff, oh, if, if you want to sell this as a man, give me a call. Wait, which Cliff are we talking about again, just for clarity here? Uh, Cliff only. Okay, but I thought it was Cliff Hash. Hash I thought it was the other Cliff's mother. <laughs> Uh, it is, it is, Glenn. Cliff only made a big sink of me making a mistake. Oh, well, but but Jason, you know, you did, well, never mind. Never mind. There's too many Cliffs. You made a mistake. What did, what, did Cliff reach out to you or did he say something publicly? He didn't reach out to you. Uh, well, at the city council meeting uh, Monday, yeah. Yeah, I was very professional, coarse. And he was sitting there berating me in front of the camera because I think he gets a thrill out of being a bully and thinks he knows all. I don't know everything. But right. what, and when I make a mistake, I, I make a mistake and I live up to it. Mm-hmm. I don't make excuses for it. 
but he says some very mean uh, spirited words against me and I I'm gonna say Cliff only please give me a call right if you want to say something to my face and if you have any beast with me be a man stop being a child so let me give me a call so Jason the guy that approached you today at your place of work how does he know you or you know do you know this dude he, he, he doesn't know me I, I personally don't know him Glenn but he's he's he was so- walking around and talking to other businesses and say, oh, there's a uh, city council member. He's never going to be really nasty. And, yeah. and when I was growing up, yeah. I had bullies. I had people that berate me terribly, hardly, very hard. And when those memories come back, yeah, they hurt. I know. As a child. Yeah. Well, this guy's a bum, by the way, who did that. And uh, he's a coward. And, uh, you know, so uh, we're with you, Jason, and I hate hearing stories like that, for the record, because that guy's a douchebag. I, I, I appreciate it, Glenn. Like I said, I made a mistake. Tie in. All right, but it's done. But it's done. All right, but it's done. But here's the thing. Why Why was it questioned? I guess I'm not getting that answer. Did, what, did they just look at it wrong, or what? What happened there? Um, Jane B., uh, Baker uh, thought that the... Signatures, I guess, were not legit or real. Um, the other gentleman um, had some issues, and they they he didn't understand, you know, um, how it worked out. So I got nothing against that gentleman. Right. Um, but uh, Jane Baker just thought that uh, I did some criminal activity or fraudulent activity. Jeez. And I made a statement there at the hearing today at board elections. Right. And the uh, Craig Fox took my statement down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll see in the newspaper. But like I said, Glenn, I will run uh, uh, with all my heart, the honest, uh, professional, upward, and straightforward campaign. All right, Jason, let me and ask. Let me, no Jason, back don't. Door, back door deals. Don't, doesn't this help you just like, you know, with uh, Donald Trump's indictment? You get some sympathy. Do you think that what happened here actually will help you campaign? I think it will. I, I, I think it will, yes. I agree with you. It's going to help me and make me stronger because, like I said— It's not going to make you I stronger. I just think it will get, it will get people on your side. How to fight. <laughs> right. Well, that's great. But yes, yeah. I agree with you. So, I, I will. This will make me strong because it will help me fight harder, stronger. Right. And like I said, if you have any questions about who I am, please— mm-hmm. Give me a call. Don't talk behind my back. I right. want to talk to you. Right. And don't go to the mall either. Give me a call. All right. Yes, I don't like that. No, well, I don't. I, listen, I don't appreciate that either, Jason, okay? You and I are friends, and so, so, so give me a shout when you need help there, okay, my friend? I will, Glenn. Thank you. You have right. a blessed day, my friend. Yes, you too. I hate hearing that. Jason's a good guy. And you know what? This will help him. It will help him. It's a big field. There's a lot of people out there. And a lot of these people, like last night, some guy, some doctor is up there. What was his plan? Then we had Ben showing last week saying that the, cu- the curbs aren't put incorrectly, that if we just go the extra mile and go into the actual asphalt, they'll last longer. That was a good, I, I like that. But then, of course, the engineers on the other side said, well, that's going to cost more. So there's always an answer or so some rebuttal to everything. But we got a bunch of guys that want to make our city or women a better place. By the way, with the exception of Miss Blevins, I believe there's only there's only one female candidate running for city council, and of course two for the first time ever 
Uh, running for, uh, uh, to, at least in the same race, we had Allison Crossman run for mayor back in 2019. So it's going to be really an interesting race, by, by, uh, to, to say the least. But i got to do a break because we haven't done one yet. Uh, so we'll do this. We're lis- you're listening, rather, to the Live at Five show. We'll be back right after this. My name is Gloria. We realized that our old will did nothing to protect us against long-term care costs. My husband, Wes, and I made a plan to protect our home, life savings, and small cottage in Henderson Harbor. Sadly, Wes is gone now, but what he and I work so hard for is protected for our family. Thanks, John. Why not listen to Gloria and protect your home and life savings from the incredibly high cost of nursing home care? A conversation with Safe Harbor Wills and Trust today can save you from the devastating financial loss due to Medicaid application mistakes, among others. Safe Harbor Wills and Trusts is the asset protection law firm. It's all they do. Stop procrastinating and protect your home and life savings today by calling 315-203-1747 and speak with a case manager. Call 203 1747 today. Safe Harbor Special Agent Trent, Georgia Bureau Investigation. 585807. Oh, welcome back. Just uh, <clears throat> excuse me, just remember that inflation is everywhere, except you will not see it at Widget Auto Sales. That's because they are the inflation fighters. Widget Auto Sales knows what inflation is doing to your bottom line. And that shouldn't prevent you from purchasing a vehicle you truly need now. Uh, right now, they have over 19, uh, rather, they don't have over, they have 19 banking institutions that will work hard for you to get the price and terms that work for you and your family. You won't see inflation at Widget Auto Sales to use Carlita because they're the inflation fighters. are not a Washington Street. Also, don't forget our friends at L.A. Quarry, Lafargeville, uh, locally owned, of course, by the Thompson family, the great, uh, late, great Terry Thompson. Uh, they provide stone, sand, and topsoil uh, delivered right to your home or, or, or whatever, wherever you are. Be on Route 81 for that matter. Give them a shout. 315-658-2004. Or see uh, L.A. Quarry anytime on Facebook. All right, let's go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. Dallas. Hey, What's happening? Hey, go on. What's hey go- uh, do you remember when Brian Watson called your show and he was talking about the apartments being destroyed and he was broke and had no work? Yes, yes. Okay. Did you happen to watch him on Cliff Holmes' little sideshow there, whatever you're going to call it? Uh, I know Cliff and he were uh, instrumental in getting some someone and his daughter and dogs, for that matter, an apartment. No, d- no, Cliff does his little Facebook Live thing. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Facebook. Yeah, 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 no. So I, yeah. He had Brian Watson on there. Right. And Brian Watson said the reason for his signatures was he was just way too busy and just swamped with work. Yeah. <laughs> well. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you go. Yeah, well, I, I, thank you, my friend. I guess work or busy is relative. I mean, I, 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 we deal with that all the time. How often does someone say, oh, we should get together more often? But we're so busy. No, you're not. I got a guy. I got a, I'll, 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 I'll be transparent about this without being a douchebag myself because I can do that from time to time. But I got people that, you know, that, that work downtown that will not return your phone call, will not return your phone call. I know it's not Jake Johnson. And I know someone like Jake is is busy because he's doing a lot of things. And I know the person I'm referring to is busy. I know that I'm busy. And I know scores of other people that are busy. I know doctors and lawyers and business people or family members, whether they own a business or not, are busy. It doesn't matter if they own a portfolio of millions of dollars or take care of this, that, or the other thing. No one is that 
busy. And if you're not interested, just say you're not interested. But there's a lot of, you know, presumptuous people out there. They really are. And we're supposed to be impressed with that. It really drives me nuts. Uh, what's her face? Uh, now I'm forgetting her name. She was a school teacher in Wisconsin. Gold in my ear. There's something in my ear right now. I think it's a little gold, though. Gold in my ear said, you know, don't pay any attention to the people who say that they're too busy to talk to you. And don't ever, if, and no one is too important to be humble. And that was her ideology. And I try to take that on myself. And again, don't get me wrong. There's some people that I ignore that call me, but eventually I get back to them. But there are some people that just give you this impression that just, they're just way much more important than you are. And you just have to accept that. But the gold of my ear, one, one of the greatest leaders of all time, a, a, you know, a school teacher in Wisconsin, goes back to the, her, her homeland, runs the place for God knows how many years. And the stuff that she says, just read up on what she says. No one is too important to be humble. You know, people say, oh, geez, I really shouldn't take this award. Shut up and take the award. Just shut up. Like, like Cervais there. What's his name there for the British guy? Take your little award and get the freak out. And don't talk, okay? Take your Golden Globe Award and get the hell out of here. Anyway, someone was on the line. That's my little spiel about that. Without getting too incriminating. It's just, it just drives me nuts. It's a big, big pet peeve of mine. So anyway, 755-1240 is the number. of 18 minutes before the hour. Give me a shout. 755-1240 is the number. It's always the number to get a hold of me. So <clears throat> we didn't plan on this, but uh, my wife and I met up with a couple of friends uh, up at uh, the lake. Uh, we, you know, it's not even officially open yet. There's no water. Needless to say, that was interesting. I had to get lake water to put into you know, the deal. We have everything else. We had the grill there. It was beautiful. And we could rough it. Trust me, we had a 20-year-old uh, re- uh, refrigerator in our kitchen that was on its last leg for two years. So we can definitely rough it. But when you go out to where we are in the middle of nowhere, essentially Point Peninsula is essentially an island in the lake itself. And you're far away from Fort Drum. You're far away from Watertown. You're far away from lights. So when you go out there, it's almost like you're in the middle of the ocean. It's not quite, but it's close. So the stuff that we see when we sit outside, especially Sunday night, which was clear as day, no humidity, nothing, no clouds, very little clouds. And I still can't explain to you. And, I, and I, this is not the first time, although Sunday night was the most revealing I've seen in a long time. I've seen some crazy stuff in the sky. And I know Elon Musk has all these satellites and you know, there's one following the other, and you, you could go online and see the, what they look like. Forget the starlight, whatever he calls that. He's such an instrumental person in our lives right now, and God bless him. For, and I'll, I'll get into that interview we had with uh, Tucker in the last couple of days. It continues tonight. But we saw stuff Sunday night that made no sense. And small dots, and you said, well, it's probably a satellite, but we saw five of them in succession going across the sky from west to east, no, they're not planes, they're not Jim Levin, and they're not rockets. And they're just very light, and they just they were moving unbelievably fast. And then once you saw one, then you saw another one. And then you saw another one. We, saw, we counted them. And then my wife decides to turn on the floodlight of the house, and then we can't see anything. So I run to get the light turned off. I come back, they're gone. So it's like one of those Abbott Costello things. <laughs> Look, Abbott. You know, like they're there and then they weren't there. 
It's fascinating. And more than likely satellites. But if we have technology that's moving across the sky in a direct line together, one after the other, whether or not it's us or China or whoever, it can't be anyone else, certainly not the Mexicans. But nonetheless, there's a lot of stuff flying around. And when you go out to the lake, you can see it. I'm just hoping maybe it's a sign that someone's waiting for something to go bad. Some soldier in Russia is going to shoot a rocket into Poland. Someone in North Korea is going to do something stupid on the DMZ. Who knows what's going to happen in Taiwan? My guess is if we're seeing all this crazy stuff in the skies, maybe they're here for a reason. Maybe we're on the brink of something stupid. I just, you know, that's the way I look at it, at least. Or, the, or maybe I'm just seeing illusions in the sky that don't add up at all. But this has been some crazy stuff up there. So if you have a story like that, share it with me. Right now I got someone on the line. I got a couple of people. Sorry, you're on the air. Boy, Glenn, you're like kind of scaring me. You really think there's something up? Yeah, there is. What are you talking about? Have you read the newspaper? Have you seen what's going on in the world? No, I don't believe a lot of that. Hmm. I, I look at I look at the sky and I see little oddities like that too. But I think it's always kind of been that way, hasn't it? Always been like little shooting stars and things going across we don't understand. Well, a shooting star and a satellite are considerably different, and they, they appear. One goes fly, flying by like before you know it, it's gone. But no, what I saw Sunday night, not the first time, by the way, was, was fascinating. I saw what looked to be something that is at least maybe 20 miles above the atmosphere, at least uh, moving at a rapid speed of probably 1,000 1, feet per second. I mean, now, this thing I heard is moving. Say you've got an 8K camera. It's like not, not, not like a you know, lightweight camera on your phone. Uh, yeah, a nice little video of that. I I, I should have. And, and, but my, you know what? It's just something I, I, I think it was too dark for that, to tell you the truth. But we, and by the way, oh, I wasn't just no. the only one. If it's an 8K camera, that's, that's better than what NASA had 20 years ago. Well, I'll try it next time. You're right. I should have. But it kind of caught me off guard. And it, was, it clearly turned, was something. You turned me on to that little star follower thing that you, you look up and you can see the stars. And then the one that you can see the airplane, all those kind of like gel in together. Yeah. That's a cool way to look at the, 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 the stars at night. Yeah, I, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, I, I, I love it. In fact, we were looking, yeah, especially as you know, you're on the lake. You get to see jets coming in from China, a lot of jets coming out of Montreal, going to like Cancun or, you know, Madrid. What Toronto? We saw the one the other night. It came out of Toronto and it was going to uh, Madrid. And it was just fascinating just to see these, these, you know, hundreds of people flying over you from a major city about four or five hours away across the pond, otherwise known as Lake Ontario, just on a f- free app that I have on my smartphone. No, you're absolutely right. We see a lot more things these days than we could ever dream of. But no, getting back to what I was saying, I mean, you see, you know, we're talking about artificial intelligence. We saw what happened in Chicago the other day where the youths took over downtown Chicago. Uh, we have this, this shooting in Kansas City and the re- overreaction to it. Uh, and then we have a shooting right here in New York State, and uh, no one makes as, as big a deal about it. Uh, 10, 12, I don't want it to just sound like a Fox News copy point. Last night, friend, do you watch the uh, Steve Colbert show at all, uh, Lefty? I, I watch it for usually for like five minutes. I, I often do after the news. I've just got it on. It's only before, because you forget to turn it off. Work. I agree. I agree with you. 
So last night I just kept it on because I typically go to Gutfeld. My wife has full control of what, what when Channel 6 or Channel 7 News comes on at 6 or at 11. I have to watch that. That's her time along with Jeopardy and, and Wheel of Fortune. And then the rest of it, of course, is Fox News. Yes, I'm a bad husband. That's all I can tell you. But anyway, and we, and we watch it together. Nonetheless, uh, last night I did happen to watch the first five you, you, minutes. You, you, of, do, you, do have to, you do have to get a little history channel in there. I do. Every now and then. Yeah, the when I watch uh, porn America, stars. you got to get that on a Sunday night. Right. So uh, anyway. we'll watch it. We're watching Colbert last night, and of course, what does he do? He mocks the hearings that they have in New York City with Jim Jordan and the others, and he says, oh, look at these people, and he does this crazy, crappy video right before his crappy jingle that he does. It's the worst jingle ever, and he does these video vignettes before the jingle comes on, and he's mocking the reports, he's mocking the Jim Jordan hearings by, by showing statistics that crime in New York City is actually down. Where does he get this data from? You guessed it, from CNN, CBS, and MSNBC. Even if that's correct, the bottom line here, uh, the lefty, is crime in major cities, including New York and others, is off the charts. But somehow, the Steve Colbert and his lackluster uh, 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 group of, of uh, writers decided to put this little bit together thinking that, this is funny? Like, crime isn't as bad as it was, as they're making it out on Fox News? How is that funny, in your opinion, Lefty? It, it, it's not funny at all. And only, only claim to fame that Colbert had before he somehow got thrown into this mess right. was John Stewart. Right, John well, Stewart Daily Show. has walked all over him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of over and done. John Stewart's kind of gone a little bit down the road towards the same path that you're seeing, like Bill Margo. Right, but he's not as good. They, he's not as no, good. And not no not one's good, watching but, him but either, by the way. At some time, they just have to, like, start laughing out loud and going, like, people believe this crap. Right. You know, it's like, what do you do it? You know, every now and then they have to. I, I know where you so go. No, I, wait, wait, before you go on, though, but John Stewart is all, just like Marr, you, you know, it's every, every now and then they put out an olive branch. So, oh, geez, I'm not, Bill Maher is not as bad as he is. John Stewart's not as bad as And then he'll make some crazy comparison to uh, gun control and and, uh, and 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 men in drag. And I'm like, ah, right back to where I, yes, the guy's a complete idiot. So go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I was just going to fold over into uh, the whole Tucker thing. Did you watch that last night? Yeah, I yeah, yes, I did with uh, Elon Musk. Yeah, it was excellent. A little boring at times, yeah, but good. I, I was going to say I, I thought it was pretty boring. I would I would rather just watch the highlights of tonight, but mm-hmm. I'll probably watch tonight too. Well, I, I you know I, I just like watching Tucker and his in in his format because it's the quickest hour on TV. And what what I most impressive with with Tucker is the excerpts he gets from other networks on how they react to things. To me, that just that says everything. And it's, it's definitely a well done show. But yeah. you know that he, he's he's a, a shallow um, you know actor, the same as everyone else, like on all the networks. No, he's not. Nothing special. No, no. Well, I, mean, I, 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 I get I get his, I get his, his little gig that he's got going on. But mm-hmm. you know he, he's acting the same as the others are. Don't 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 think there's two political systems out there. There's one. Mm-hmm. I disagree. He's, he's, I, I think he's being he's very genuine. Completely. Yeah, I know. I know. I hear that from you. I hear that from others who say that you know. I, I have a good friend of mine in New York City that says he doesn't believe anything that uh, he says because he feels like he's just like what you're saying. He's just doing it for show. And I don't believe that at all. Because, and I'll tell you why. Because a guy as intelligent as Tucker is. He just he puts down intelligent people that make millions of dollars or, or political or, you know, uh, cabinet members or lawyers or doctors. And he says it without any reservation. And anyone, and only the people that can get away with that are truly in themselves ex- exceptionally smart. 
and that's what Tucker is, is to me. He is, he is definitely the smartest guy in the room. No doubt. And he pulls the wool over a little bit. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I know. Not a lot. He's Just got that goofy bit. laugh. You know, I like it, though. It took him quite a few years to take off the bow tie. It, well, it did, you know, and to cut his hair, too. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like that was one of those things where the lo- whole look at me thing was, was acting, and, you know, he still continues to act. Same as same as they all do. Sean Andy, every every day when I hear him, I just gotta wait until the story comes up of how he used to do roofing. Yeah, for like three up, weeks. You know, the whole thing. Right, a waiter, like, okay, dishwasher. He had, he had a year and a half of his life when when he had to work. Right, power to him, and he he fell into life good. But he's right. a hard worker. But at the same time, Fox itself jumped the shark completely during the election. They did when they reported when they port, reported early that mm-hmm. the election was over and right. that Trump could not win. Right, as right. soon as they did that, you saw their true colors. That's it. Right. By the way, uh, uh, Steve Colbert and others are obviously going to harp on the uh, apparently Murdoch and uh, Fox News have uh, worked out a deal with the Dominion, so that trial is over. So whatever. So that they'll well, that that be was, big news. That was, a lot of that was just uh, the far right nonsense that we shouldn't get involved in either. Well, whatever. So it's fodder for them. Far so. right. It's, it's it's tough to go down the middle. There you well, go. Hey, our four minutes, even though most of it was just listening to you talk. Is, is now over. There you go. There you go. Bye-bye, I'm sorry for talking on my own show. Hi, you're on the air. Well, well hello there. It's SG. Where are you calling from? The reservation. What, what reservation? Res. What's that? It's the Pyr- Pyr- Pyramid Lake uh, Indian Reservation, the Paiute tribe. Okay. In Nevada. Oh, uh, you're, oh, oh okay. By, so, uh, hmm. I'm, I'm up by Reno, uh, Carson City area right now. Nice. So this is essentially... Yeah, my, my sister, are you owns a house right on the res. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk over each other. But okay, so this essentially is this like a midlife crisis for you, uh, SG? I mean, you're going across the country. Well, is this like uh, Harry and midlife Tonto? Crisis. This is awesome. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, no, no. It just sounds like you found your. I mean, you've been gone for a long time. You're not hanging with someone down in Georgia. You're going to real places. I mean, my God. What, what is yeah, this? Spend the weekend in Virginia City, and I'm going to see the Renegade Orchestra, the orchestra that plays rock music. Awesome. Where's where's I gotta ask? Where's Virginia City? Is that a stupid question? It's it's about uh, a half hour from Reno. Okay, I mean I had to ask yeah, because it's, it's small. It's small. It's not a city. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, right. It, it was just called Virginia City back in the day, and then it never grew into being. It was a city for for the time back then. You know? Right. You know, what, what's the west, west, what's the western that takes place in Virginia City? Is it was it guns? No, was it Bonanza? Well, uh, yeah, well ben, ben, Bonanza. Yeah, ben, Bonanza was it was filmed here. Right. Yeah, like like I went right by the gateway to where the ranch is, but it was it used to be a tourist place, but uh, some rich guy bought it out. Nice. Owns it now, but you used to be able to go right on on the ranch. I guess I could never and, understand you know, that when. Years. When I saw all the mountains and I, you know, all the western, you know, the, the Bonanza was a popular show, and, and they were in Virginia City. I said, "Wait, that doesn't look like Virginia." <laughs> well, that was me. <laughs> yeah, 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 for kids, I, I probably thought the same thing. Yeah, of course, you know? of course, Jeepers. Yeah, yeah, no, filmed right here. I, I was just so anyway, SG, SG, I was thinking about the the other day. I saw something online. Uh, these, you know, the Republican reporters are out in some place, just you know, with their microphone and asking people, "What do you think about Joe Biden and his work?" And this one guy said, uh, okay, I know what you're doing. You're trying to get me to say something because you you represent Fox News. No, we just want to know what you say about uh, Joe Biden. Has he been doing a great job? What what grade would you give him? And the guy says, I'd give him an A. I think he's done a spectacular job. And I'm like, wow, that must be a friend of SG or something because this guy yeah, was. Well, I mean, if you look at the legislation he's got passed, he's done more than any president 
since FDR. I think it's it's pretty doing pretty good for an old guy. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know. Yeah. No. Real. But real quick. And then I, then I got to go because I'm running out of time here. SG. Uh, you always call up late for some reason. But nonetheless. Well, I, I just noticed it was the time. I, most of the time, I. I, I know you're three hour hours behind. Right. Right. Uh, by the way, we just talked to Steve Page from the Bare Naked Ladies. You missed that interview. Uh, oh, awesome. Yeah, wasn't oh, that something? Cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, Are they and, coming there? Uh, yeah. They, no, he is. He's no longer with the band since 2009, apparently. Okay. But he's coming to the Clayton Opera I, I, House on the 6th of... Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. So I can't find it now, but there was a report on News Junkie earlier. I can't find it. It was just... It was just an incredible... Okay, here it is. Six more Joe Biden family members benefited from Hunter's shady deals. Now, And this, of course, based on the Republicans, I've got to be transparent, now claims okay. not, nine... No, I know you're going to just poo-poo it here. Now claims nine relatives, including Haley and Joe's brother, Jim, were part of an enterprise that generated uh, millions and millions of dollars for the, for the Biden family. What, you know... What say you about what, what if this happened to the to the if, Trump if family? If they did anything illegal, they should be charged. But I don't think they can't find anything illegal they've done. So you know. But but that's, but, that's but see, that's the point, though. If, if you don't like that somebody does something, then pass the laws. I think. But but SG, you're missing the point because it's obvious that the law doesn't apply to everyone because this is not just the first thing that people can poke at. And and SG, you're a smart guy. You really are because if these allegations were even half. I guess if these allegations or even a, per, a percentage of them were made against the Trump family, this would lead to, to, to serious charges, very similar to what's going on with Donald Trump now and, uh, and, and Al, Alvin Bragg. Do you see how crazy no, the Trump, world is? Trump, Trump, no, Trump has been a criminal all his life. He just he shouldn't have run for president because it put all his stuff right in the, under the microscope. So, so SG, I got to challenge you on that. Because, wait, hold up. Give me a second. I'm running out of time. Then I got to go. Yeah. Because if you saw Elon Musk was interviewed by an, a BBC guy that basically had all the emotional uh, baggage attached to him, but he had no substance. So when you say that Donald Trump was a criminal before he ran in 2016, can you prove that? Can you give me an example of that? Alvin Bragg has just proved it. His, his, his CEO is in jail right now. So All right, but... What, 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 <laughs> I mean, yeah. you don't go to jail if you didn't commit a crime. And so so because, because, because Donald Trump's CEO is in jail, that means he's a criminal, a guilt by association? Well... Or you just no, want it to be might, that way? Uh, everybody knows Trump micromanaged everything, so he knew everything that was going on. Okay. So that look at the circle of people that are in jail that were around Trump. It's just like there's 30, 40 people that are serving time that right. have, have had dealings with him. Okay, so, but, mean, but, but SG, and here's my point, and here's something that I don't think you'll ever accept, is that Anyone associated with Donald Trump is going to be scrutinized and more than likely convicted of a crime where you can have literally nine members of the Biden family get away with taking millions of dollars in underhanded deals. Do you see where I'm going with that? Or does that not make any sense either? Like the one, the one that does a million dollars, that was a deal that fell through, but they had they had a contract uh, to get paid for right, their time. Right. So that, that see, he knows is, part of the details, but he doesn't know anything beyond if that. You don't want, if they've got to make laws, for things that just and none of this applies anyway. You know, sour to your mouth or whatever. You, you, right. if you, you don't like it just because. All right, so SG, I got to go, but when are you coming back? When are you coming yeah. back to Watertown to bestow uh, your presence? I'm to get back by, by the end of May. All right, sounds good. All right, listen, I got to go, but good, good talking to you, okay. SG. All right, I'll talk to you. That's SG in Virginia City. Not to be confused with Virginia. Yeah. We can see, you know, Hoss hanging out, getting his ass kicked from the locals. 
Anyway, uh, interesting show. Thanks to uh, Steve Page, and uh, and thanks for listening to the Live at Five show on a Tuesday, uh, the 18th of April, 2023. AM 1240 WE10 Watertown Mix is legal. Up next, CBS News, and uh, have a good night, and we'll see you tomorrow. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Fox News dodged a defamation trial today and agreed to pay Dominion Voting System $787 million for lying about its voting machines, claiming they helped rig the 2020 election. Dominion CEO John Polis. Truthful reporting in the media is essential to our democracy. Dominion, our employees, our people, our partners are grateful to the court.